welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. We are continuing week two of our series called We Are The Church. And I want you today to open your Bibles with me and go back to Ephesians chapter 2. This is where we're starting from, Ephesians chapter 2. This is our foundation verse for this series. Ephesians 2, New Living Translation. And in verse 20 and 21, it says this, Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Let's read that again one more time because it's just so good. Together we're his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. And that cornerstone, we talked about that last week, that cornerstone is the house by which the house, the rest of the house, it's the stone by which the rest of the house was measured and aligned. Everything was based off of that cornerstone. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of the house that you are part of. And it says in verse 21, we are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. So last week we talked about how you are the church. We've been saying we are the church. It's on our Facebook. It's on our YouTube channel. It's on our website. It's everywhere saying we are the church. And last week we talked about how This foundation, you are the church. The church is not a building. The church is a collection of people, and you're part of that church. And we talked about the five W's, who, what, when, where, and why. And we talked about how you had to have a drive to share. We looked at Acts chapter 4, verse 20, talking about the things that Peter and John had seen and heard were the things that drove them to share what Jesus had done. You've got to see and you've got to have heard some things from Jesus in your life that causes you to say, I've got to share this good news with somebody else. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we want to, you know, we're talking about we are the church. So as I was thinking about this week, I was thinking about we are the church. We are the church. We are the church. And it's a bit of a um, ethereal, ethereal statement, kind of like, what is... What does that mean, we are the church? What is that, we are the church, we are the church? What does that really mean? What does that really mean? We talked a bit last week about it not being a building and how people are the church, and we just looked at Ephesians 2, and it says that we are part of the holy temple built on Christ Jesus and the foundation laid by the apostles and the prophets. But we are the church. So my first thought then was, well, if we're saying we are the church, then I guess you would have to say, what is a church? That's a good question, isn't it? What is a church? And when a lot of people think about a church, they think of uh, missions programs, and they think of um, self-help programs, and they think of uh, vacation Bible school, and they think of all these kind of things that churches have done and, and programs that churches have run. 
But is that what makes up a church? Is a church just a building we go to and where somebody preaches and you get to use your gifts? Maybe you're on the worship team or maybe you love kids and you serve in kids' church or maybe you just love people and you love to shake hands and give people hugs. Remember when we used to give people hugs? It was amazing. You'd be like, hey, I haven't seen you in so long. Give me a big hug. It's going to be so great. You know, is that what church is? Well, we're going to go look at Matthew chapter 16. And I want to look at verse 18 here. And this is the first time we see the word church used in the New Testament. And it's important for us because it gives us a good idea of what a church is. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, talking again out of the New Living Translation. And Peter and Jesus are talking. And Jesus comes to Peter and he's asking him a question. He says, who are people saying that I am? Who do people think that I am, Peter? You know, what are they saying about me? So they have this conversation. And in verse 18, Jesus is talking to Peter because Peter said, I think that you are the Messiah. And then in verse 18, Jesus says, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. Now here's the first time we see the word church in the New Testament. And Jesus said, I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I, and I love, I think it's the Jerusalem Bible says, and the gates of Sheol will not shut upon it. And in my head, it kind of gives a picture of, of somebody trying to close a door and they just can't get it closed no matter what they do. Because let me tell you, Jesus is standing in that doorway blocking it from being closed. And no matter what the enemy tries to do, no matter what the, what the devil's trying to do, he cannot get that door closed because Jesus said the powers of hell, and I love what it says in the New Living Translation, all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now, what is this word church that Jesus uses here? When he says, I'm going to build my church, I'm going to build my church. What does the word church mean? Well, in the Greek, it's the Greek word ecclesia. Ecclesia. And it means this. Ecclesia means Um, the called out ones, the called out. And the idea is, is that people have been called out. Hey, you, come over here. Hey, you, come over here. Hey, you, come over here. I'm calling you out. And they're called out, not just to come out, but they are called out for a particular purpose and reason. There's a reason. So he says, I'm building my church. And what is a church? A church is a group or gathering of the called out ones for a particular reason. Did you get that? The church is not a building. The church isn't a location. We talked last week about, and we looked in Ephesians 2 again today, how you are the church. You're part of the stones of the building that is building the holy temple. We're part of that church. And here Jesus said, I'm building my church. And the, and the Greek word that he used is ecclesia, which is a called out gathering or assembling of people that are gathered for a particular purpose. Now, it's really good. So, so we're talking about we are the church. And then we just talked about what a church was. A church means people are called out. Okay, so we answered that question. We said, We are the church, but then what is a church? Well, a church is people that are called out for a particular reason. So then the next question in line would be, well, what does a church do then? 
If we're called out for a particular reason or for, or for a particular thing, if there's something we're called to do, then what is it that we're called to do? Well, that's a good question. So are we called to, are we called to just have a preacher? Are we called to just have evangelists? Are we called to just have apostles? Are we called to just have prophets? Are we called to, do we just do kids things? Do we just do youth? Do we just do programs? What is it we are called to do? Do we have programs in the city where we feed those who need help with their food? Are we clothing people? What is it that we do? This is a a multi-leveled answer. This is a multi-level question. But let's look at some of the things that Jesus called us to do. Is that okay? Is it okay if we take a minute and look at some things that Jesus said about who we're supposed to be as a church when he said, I will build my church? And it's important to note that Jesus said that he would build his church. Church, the church is the church of Jesus Christ. It is his body. We read about that he is the head of the body of Christ. He is the head. This is his church. We are continuing his work when we're here now doing all of this. This is the work of Jesus. And what was the work of Jesus? I mean, that's a great question. Well, go to Luke chapter 4 if you want, and you can read. Let me read it to you. We talked about this just a few weeks ago, but let's just look at it again. Luke chapter 4, there's a couple things that Jesus said that he came to do, and these are his works that Jesus came to accomplish. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, and he said, He's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and the time of the Lord's favor has come. These are the works that Jesus came to do. So when he says, Ah, uh, I will build my church. I will call you out. I will call you out. And I'm calling you out today. And I will call you out to an assembling, to a gatherer for a particular purpose, for a particular reason. And you say, well, what is that particular reason that Jesus has called me out? What is that particular reason that I have been called to be the church? What does that look like for me? Well, you are called to carry on the work of Jesus Christ. You don't get to start your own ministry you don't get to, well, that was Jesus' church. That was Jesus' ministry. I'm going to start a new work over here, something Jesus didn't. I'm going to have the corn ministry. I'm going to just, I'm going to plant corn, and I'm going to, I'm going to work with corn. I'm going to get corn to the world. That's my ministry. That's my, no, you get to continue the work of Jesus Christ. That is what you're called to do. This is his church. So we just looked at the things that he was called to do. Now let's look at what Jesus thought was important for us to do as the church. Go with me to Matthew chapter 28. It's the very end of the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. These are the recorded last words of Jesus to his disciples in the book of Matthew. And we're going to look at some last words, three different accounts of last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. 
We've talked about this many times. If you've come to Hope City Church, you've heard me share about last words. You've heard me talk about my grandma getting ready to pass away multiple times and her last words that we kept going down to see because she kept having last words for us. Last words are important things because they are your last opportunity to communicate what you think is of the most, I was going to say the most highest importance, but that's not good grammar. What is, what is the most paramount thing that you can communicate to somebody? You're taking your opportunity to share that. So Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Can we just stop there for a second? And can, this, can we just take a praise break? Because Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. In heaven and on earth. In heaven and on earth. There is nowhere that Jesus does not have authority. In heaven and on earth. In your life, in your circumstances, in your finances, in your mind, in your body. Whatever you're going through, Jesus has been given authority in heaven and on earth. Because he died on the cross and was rose again three days later and defeated both hell and the grave. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father and he has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And Jesus says, because I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore, in verse 19, he says, you go, he's talking to the disciples, which he's talking to you. Therefore, you go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said he'd never leave you or forsake you. So everything that Jesus is calling you to go and do, which is Luke chapter 4, those things that Jesus came to do, and we are called to continue in those things, all of those things he's saying right here, I am with you everywhere you go, even to the end of the age. I'll be walking with you. My spirit will be with you as you talk to those people, as you lay hands on those people, as you talk about who I am, as you proclaim my goodness to people, as you go to the grocery store, all those things, I will be there with you. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all the nations. Let's go look at Mark chapter 16, verse 15. I hope you are getting this this morning. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Jesus is talking again. This is just a different account of the same story with a little bit of a different wording. Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anybody who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Verse 17 These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety. If they drink any poisonous thing, it won't hurt them. And they will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. Do you see here in this passage of Scripture that these are things that they are continuing that Jesus started in Luke chapter 4 when he said, I've come to do these things. We are continuing on in the work that Jesus started. Jesus started that work. He made it possible by going to the cross and by paying a price that we could never pay. He made it possible 
for you and me to continue his ministry and to take what he gave us and to give it away. And if you see here in both Matthew and Mark, what is he talking about? He's saying, I will build my church, and this is what my church is called to do. My church is called to go all in the world, to go all over the place, everywhere you find yourself, talking about me and doing signs and wonders because of the good things that I have done and because of the spirit that I have placed inside of you. You are called to be Jesus where you live. The same spirit, the Bible says, that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells inside of you. The same spirit that Jesus had lives inside of you. Sure does. Let's look at one more passage of scripture here. Acts chapter 1. Sure does, Jenny says. Sure does. Acts chapter 1, the very beginning. And um, we're going to start in verse 8. And I want you to pay a particular attention to this verse because as I stand here right now, I feel like this verse is for somebody that is watching this right now. And I feel like the Spirit of God is speaking directly to you today. And it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let's read that again one more time. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When I say, when we say that we are the church, what is our first and primary purpose? If we say we are the church, what does that look like? To say we are the church means that we are the people that God has called out for a particular purpose and a particular reason. And that particular purpose and reason, the primary purpose and the primary reason, if you go look at Matthew chapter 28, if you look at Mark chapter 16, and if you look here at Acts chapter 1, the first and primary reason that we are called out and that we are the church is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, to go and make disciples of all the nations, to go continuing the work that Jesus started laying hands on the sick and they will recover. Casting out demons, those that are oppressed, the brokenhearted, to bring the healing, life-giving power of Jesus Christ to those people. If we are the church, then that is our primary calling and purpose. That is our starting port. This is who we are. This is what we do. What do we do as a church? We talk about Jesus. And here's what we're trying to communicate. You may say, Pastor Jake, man, I just feel like you are harping on this. I feel like you have talked about Jesus every week for the last five weeks since you've been home. I feel like we're just talking about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, we're talking about Jesus, 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 because that is what we are called to do. There are other things, and we'll, we'll get into this in later weeks about being the hands and feet and what that looks like practically, and those are good things to do. Those are great things to do, and we need to have those things, and you need to help those things be accomplished. 
But our primary purpose, our primary thing that Jesus wants us to do is to go and talk to everybody about him. And what I'm trying to say is we don't have church like we used to right now, and we don't know how long this is going to continue for. So that means, here's the great thing. That means that you get to go into all the world. I want you to take responsibility. I want you to take ownership. I want you to say that I have seen and I have heard, just like Peter and John, just like Pastor Jake, just like Pastor Jenny, just like Pastor Blake and Andrew, just like whoever you're looking at, you can say, I've seen and I've heard Jesus move in my life. And I've got to tell people about him. I've got to share what has taken place in my life with other people because right now we can't gather in a normal building and you can't say, oh, I'm just going to bring my friends to church and then I'm going to let the pastor preach to them. I'm going to let the pastor talk to Jesus about them and they can live like hell when they're with me. But I know if I can just get into church, then the pastor can preach to them. No, 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 no. Right now, You get the chance, you get the opportunity with those people that you live with, with those people you go to work with, with your neighbors, with everywhere you go and every person you encounter, you have the chance, you have the opportunity to share what Jesus has done for you, to share the things that Jesus is saying to you, to those people. When we say we are the church What we're saying is we have been called out from our circumstances and from our old life, like it says in Colossians, how God, Jesus paid the price for us and transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son that he loves, into the kingdom of light. You have been called out of that darkness and you have been put into the kingdom of his son. And so now you get to go and be the church. And the first thing, you should just say, no, my gifting is I, um, I set up sound equipment. I uh, shake hands. I do this, that, and that. Your first thing, your first gift, your first calling, your first responsibility, the first thing Jesus wants you to do if you go and look in all these passages of Scripture is to go and share who he is and what he's done for you. Now, last week we talked about you've got to have a why. And having a why is so important Because if you don't have a why, if you don't have a moment of time in your life where you could say, I have seen Jesus move. I have heard his voice. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, no matter what anybody says, God spoke to me and said this. I saw God do this. I saw God work. If you don't have that why, it will not compel. You won't be compelled to share. You won't be compelled to walk around and talk about the goodness of God. See, the disciples They walked with Jesus for three and a half years and they saw all the amazing signs and wonders and miracles and so they could not stop talking about the goodness of God. But God still wants to meet with you today. God still wants to show himself strong to you today in your fears, in your worries, in your doubts, in your mental illnesses, in your physical illnesses, in your lack in your bank account, in your lack in your relationships, wherever you're at, God is wanting to meet with you so that you can turn around and share with the world and you can be the church and say, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. And let me tell you about Jesus because my life was a mess And suddenly God came in, Jesus came in and worked in my life and look what he did for me. 
You are the church. You are the church. No longer is church, and never has been church, has been just a building. But right now, we are in a unique moment of time where suddenly all of us are thrust into this space where you get the opportunity. I think Jen spoke about, she mentioned this message we heard a few weeks ago when she was preaching. We heard about this years ago. And she talked about this message we heard called, You Get To. You get to. You don't have to. You get to. You don't have to. You get to be the church. You've been called out. You've been called out. You are Ecclesia. You've been called out for a particular purpose. And the first and primary purpose that you've been called out for is to go into all the world and make disciples of all those nations. To go find the people wherever you live your life, wherever you do life, wherever you live, wherever you spend your time, to begin to show those people the goodness of God in your life and the goodness that he wants to bring to their life as well. I hope that makes sense to you. I hope you're hearing the Spirit of God speaking to you. I hope it's bringing healing and life to you right now. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're sitting there right now saying, oh my gosh, I can be the church. Oh my gosh, I can talk to this person about Jesus. Oh my gosh, I can just be a light. You know, Matthew 6 talks about how you're called to be salt and light. Salt and light. I challenge you this week to go and read that passage of Scripture and really let the Spirit of God speak to you and say, what does that look like in my life? Light dispels the darkness and salt gives things flavor. Salt brings taste. And the Bible says that's what you're called to be, salt and light. So everywhere you go, you're dispelling the darkness and you're bringing a flavor. And what is that flavor that you are bringing? That is the flavor of Jesus Christ. If it tastes like you, you're doing something wrong. And if it tastes like Jesus, you've got it going on. That was not meant to rhyme. Sometimes it just happens. We are the church. We're going to talk. You know, we got, we got Mother's Day coming up, and we're going to continue this series called We Are the Church, and we're going to continue to talk about what it looks like to be the church. And please don't hear me saying that the church is just for preaching because that's not what I'm saying. There are things, there are works that the church needs to do and we need to get out and serve our community and we need to serve the body of Christ. We need to serve the people who aren't in the body of Christ so they know about Jesus. But our first and our foremost thing and everything that we do do whether we're serving the lost or whether we're feeding the homeless or wherever we find ourselves, everything needs to be centered around talking about Jesus. Let me give you a sandwich. You know, let me just talk to you about Jesus for a minute. Let me go do this. Hey, can I just talk to you about Jesus for a minute? The goodness of God, the Bible says, leads people to repentance. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawing closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.